0: Good afternoon. Hello, hello, hello. Um well, we are on chapter 8 of 5 on Kieran Island again. <laughs> um so, thank you very much for joining me. Um so, what's going to happen next? Down in the quarry is what chapter 8 is called. So, here goes. The next day dawned bright and sunny. The four tore down to breakfast, full of high spirits. Can we bathe, Aunt Fanny? It's really warm enough. Oh, do say we can. Of course not. Whoever heard of bathing in April, said Aunt Fanny. Why, the sea is terribly cold. Do you want to be in bed for the rest of the holiday with a chill? Oh, well, let's go for a walk on the moors at the back of Kieran Cottage, said George. Timmy would love that, wouldn't you, Tim? Woof, said Timmy, thumping his tail hard on the ground. Uh, take your lunch with you if you like, said her mother. I'll pack some for you. <laughs> You'll be glad to get rid of us for a little while, I expect, Aunt Fanny, said Dick with a grin. I know what we'll do. We'll go to the old quarry and look for prehistoric weapons. We've got a jolly good museum at school and I'd like to take back some stone arrowheads or something like that. They all liked hunting for things. It would be fun to go to the old quarry and it would be lovely and warm in the hollow there. I hope we shan't find a poor dead sheep there as we once did, said Anne with a shudder. Poor thing, it must have fallen down and barred for help for ages. Of course we shan't, said Julian. We shall find stacks of primroses and violets, though, growing down the sides of the quarry. They're always early there because it's sheltered from every wind. And Timmy, of course, will hunt for rabbits and will hope to bring home enough for you to decorate the larder from top to bottom, said Dick solemnly. Timmy looked thrilled and gave an excited little woof. They waited for Uncle Quentin's signal at half-past ten. It came. Six flashes of a mirror in the sun. The flashes were quite blinding. Nice little bit of heliographing, said Dick. Good morning and goodbye, Uncle. We'll watch for you tonight. Now, everybody ready? Yes, come on, Tim. Who's got the sandwiches? Off! Isn't the sun hot? Off they all went. It was going to be a really lovely day. The quarry was not really very far. Only about a quarter of a mile. The children went for a walk beforehand for Timmy's sake. Then they made for the quarry. It was a strange place. At some time or other it had been deeply quarried for stone and then just left to itself. Now the sides were covered with small bushes and grass and plants of all kinds. In the sandy places heather grew. The sides were very steep and as few people came there there were no paths to follow. It was like a huge rough bowl, irregular in places and full of colour now where Primroses opened their pale petals to the sky. Violets grew there by the thousands, both white and purple. Cowslips were opening too, the earliest anywhere. Oh, it's lovely, said Anne, stopping at the top and looking down. Simply super. I never in my life saw so many primroses, nor such huge ones. Be careful how you go, Julian. Anne, said Julian, sorry, these sides are very steep. If you lose your footing, you'll roll right down to the bottom and find yourself with a broken arm or leg. I'll be careful, said Anne, I'll throw my basket down to the bottom so that I can have two hands to cling to bushes with if I want to. She flung the basket down and it bounced all the way to the bottom of the quarry. The children climbed down to where they wanted to go. The girls to a great patch of... "'big primroses, and the boys to a place "'where they thought they might find stone weapons. "'Hello,' said a voice suddenly from much lower down. "'The four stopped in surprise, and Timmy growled. "'Why, it's you,' said George, recognizing the boy they had met the day before. "'Yes, I don't know if you know my name. "'It's Martin Curtin,' said the boy. "'Julian told him their names too.' We've come to picnic here, he said, and to see if we can find stone weapons. What have you come for? Oh, to see if I can find stone weapons too, said the boy. Have you found any? asked George. No, not yet. Well, you won't find any just there, said Dick, not in Heather. You want to come over here where the ground is bare and gravelly. Dick was trying to be friendly to make up for the day before. Martin came over and began to scrape about with the boys. They had trowels with them, but he had only his hands. Oh, isn't it hot down here, called Anne. I'm going to take off my coat. Timmy had his head and shoulders down a rabbit hole. He was scraping violently, sending up heaps of soil behind him in a shower. Don't go near Timmy unless you want to be buried in earth, said Dick. Hey, Timmy, is a rabbit really worth all the hard work? Apparently it was, for Timmy, panting loudly, went on digging for all he was worth. A stone flew high in the air and hit Julian. He rubbed his cheek. Then he looked at the stone that lay beside him. He gave a shout. Look at this, a jolly fine arrowhead. Thanks, Timmy, old fellow. Very good of you to go digging for me. What about Hammerhead next? The others came to see the stone arrowhead. Anne thought she would never have known what it was. But Julian and Dick exclaimed over it in admiration. That's a really good specimen, said Dick. See how it's been shaped, George, to think that this was used thousands of years ago to kill the enemies of a caveman. Martin did not say much. He just looked at the arrowhead, which certainly was a very fine, unspoiled specimen, and then turned away. Dick thought he was a strange boy, a bit dull and boring. He wondered if they ought to ask him to their picnic. He didn't want to, in the least. But George did. Are you having a picnic here too, she said. Martin shook his head. No, I haven't brought any sandwiches. ''Well, we've plenty. Stay and have some with us when we eat them,'' said George generously. ''Oh, thanks. That's very nice of you,'' said the boy. ''And will you come and see my television this afternoon and return? I'd like you to.'' ''Yes, we will,'' said George. ''It would be something to do.'' ''Oh, and just look at those violets. I've never seen such big white ones before.'' The boys went deeper down, scraping about with their trowels in any likely place. They came to where a shelf of stone projected out a good way. It would be a nice place to have their lunch. The stone would be warm to sit on and was flat enough to take ginger beer bottles and cups in safety. At half past twelve, they all had their lunch. They were very hungry. Martin shared their sandwiches and became quite friendly over them. Best sandwiches I've ever tasted, he said. I do like these sardine ones. Does your mother make them for you? I wish I had a mother. Mine died ages ago. There was a sympathetic silence. Nobody really knew what to say. The four could not think of anything worse to happen to a boy or girl. They offered Martin the nicest buns and the biggest piece of cake immediately. I saw your father flashing his signals last night said martin munching a bun dick looked up at once how do you know he was signaling he asked who told you nobody said the boy i just saw the six flashes and i thought it must be george's father he looked surprised at at dick's sharp tone julian gave dick a nudge to warn him not to go off the deep end again george scowled at dick ''I suppose you saw my father signalling this morning too,'' she said to Martin. ''I bet scores of people saw the flashes. He just heliographs with a mirror at half past ten to signal that he's all right and flashes a lantern at the same time at night.'' Now it was Dick's turn to scowl at George. ''Why give away all this information?'' ''It wasn't necessary.'' Dick felt sure she was just doing it to pay him back for his sharp question. He tried to change the subject. ''Where do you go to school?'' he asked. ''Oh, I don't,'' said the boy. ''I've been ill.'' ''Well, where did you go to school before you were ill?'' asked Dick. ''I... I had a tutor,'' said Martin. ''I I didn't go to school.'' ''Oh, bad luck,'' said Julian. He thought it must be terrible not to go to school and have all the fun the work and the games of school life he looked curiously at martin was he one of those rather stupid boys who did no good at school but had to have a tutor at home still he didn't look stupid he just looked rather sullen and dull timmy was sitting on the warm stone with the others he had his share of the sandwiches but had to be rationed, as Martin had to have some too. He was funny with Martin. He took absolutely no notice of him at all. Martin might not have been there. And Martin took no notice of Timmy. He did not talk to him or pat him. Anne was sure he didn't really like dogs, as he had said. How could any Bond be with Timmy and not give him even one pat? Timmy did not even look at Martin, but sat with his back to him, leaning against George. It was really rather amusing if it wasn't so odd. After all, George was talking in a friendly way to Martin. They were all sharing their food with him, and Timmy behaved as if Martin just simply wasn't there at all. Anne was about to remark on Timmy's odd behaviour when he yawned, shook himself and leapt down from the rock. He's going rabbiting again, said Julian. Hey, Tim, find me another arrowhead, will you, old fellow? Timmy wagged his tail. He disappeared under the shelf of rock, and there came the sound of digging. A shower of stones and soil flew into the air. The children lay back on the stone and felt sleepy. They talked for some minutes, and then Anne felt her eyes closing. She was awakened by George's voice. Where's Timmy? Timmy, Timmy, come here. Oh, where have you got to? But, no, Timmy came. There was not even an answering woof. Oh, blow, said George. Now he's gone down some extra deep rabbit hole, I suppose. I must get him. Timmy, wherever are you? Oh, my goodness. Well, where is he? Has he gone down a rabbit hole? Has he wandered off? Has somebody else wandered off with him? Oh, well, could be many, many, many different answers. Maybe tomorrow we will find out what the real answer is so um i will see you all again tomorrow okay (laughs) uh but until then make sure that you take care and stay safe Mm, and i'll see you all again tomorrow for chapter nine okay bye For now...